with authority. Aloha! Welcome to the most must in podcast in Barry Sports. Welcome to ABC7 Sports with authority. I'm Casey Pratt. That's Larry Beal. We are inside the ABC7 Sports Department, and we are joined by super producer Leonard Torres, who doesn't want us to say his name, but we did it anyway. By the way, you guys it is always nice. say my name. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's nice that he actually joined us for our podcast. <laughs> Full He's squad. The, the producer who rarely shows up, but. Who we'll says I wasn't on some secret mission or something? It's entirely possible. He's a I man of mystery. Talk about it. All right, coming up on the show. Where do the Warriors go from here? <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. Since the last time we potted it up, catastrophic, devastating, mind-boggling, I can't believe this happened, injuries to KD and Clay. We'll talk about that. Is there life after the dubs in the Bay Area for sports fans? Let's hope so. <laughs> you have your choice. Giants, A's, 49ers, Raiders, Earthquakes, Yay! Sabercats aren't still going, are they? They're not going, are they? Uh, The first pitch of a lifetime, and what will be your first purchase with Facebook's new cryptocurrency, Libra? We're all over the crypto. We should turn this into a crypto podcast also. We might get a lot of hits if we did that. You know how many crypto podcasts disappeared when the price plummeted from twenty grand down to (laughs) $3,100? They all went bye-bye. Yeah. But this one is going to go to the moon. To moon, win moon, win moon. I'm still, by the way, I'm very upset with you because I was going to buy back in when it went below 3000 and it got to 3100 and then started this climb back up to nine. Why didn't you say, <laughs> you idiot, <laughs> buy, buy at 3100 or 3200 You just let me... The damage had already been done. Yeah, well, the damage psychologically may last for decades if this thing doesn't turn around. Talk Warriors? Yeah, speaking of damage being done. Wow. All right, so when we first started doing these podcasts, you came up with the Dubs, Dynasty, Doomsday, Clock. And I think we saw Doomsday in the finals, but I got news for you on the clock. I took out the batteries <laughs> because I didn't. I didn't want it to actually strike twelve. I thought when Clay and KD both went down, especially well, KD was bad enough. But then to have Clay Thompson, I was actually concerned. I, as much as I wanted them to win Game Six against Toronto, I was worried that they would win and then have to play a Game Seven. And then what if Steph yes. got hurt or Dre? I mean, you're just thinking about these catastrophic sequences that if they they. Just don't play any more games. Just everybody go home right now. Yeah, it's the rare series where it almost would have been better had they just gotten swept, which <laughs> is crazy terrible. to think about. <laughs> had they just been swept, KD wouldn't have been hurt, Clay wouldn't have been hurt, and heading into next year, we're talking reload and going after it all over again. Now we're talking dubs, dynasty, doomsday clock. And the thing about it is we kind of came up with it tongue-in-cheek, and then it became a thing we ended up talking about every single week because it was just issue after issue after issue. And then when the finals came around, it was, I mean, each game was its own, like, soap opera. You know what was really funny? It occurred to me. Well, first, the finals, even though it didn't go the distance, it went six games. It felt like it was six months. Oh, absolutely. Because when KD went down, after we sorted through all of the who to blame and what's going on and what is his real injury, and 
it occurred to me, Mark Stevens shoving Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Was like in game three of the series that was a Warriors first. Nobody even remembered Mark's. Remember, there was this outrage about the owner touching a player and all this, the ramifications of it. And then a few days later, Mark Stevens' name was never mentioned again. It was all about blaming. Who do we blame for Durant's injury? Yeah, and the fact that we've completely glossed over the beehive going after Nicole Lacob. Oh, <laughs> right, I mean, another. it was just like every game brought its own circus and subplots and storylines. And then on top of all that, it was like, When's KD coming back? When's KD coming back? What's going on? When's KD coming back? And then he finally comes back in Game 5. Everything is right in the Warriors' world for a moment. For 14 minutes. 12 of the 14 minutes he played, and then the Achilles goes. And then it was just devastation. We had Bob Myers crying after the game live on our show. I mean, we had the fans cheering, and it was disrespectful. I mean, there was so many different reactions and raw emotions the highs and the lows of everything that happened in the wake of the durant injury and and then clay goes down right well go go back a second because we probably spent not on the podcast because we weren't doing it six months talking about kd to the knicks and the knicks plans have just been eviscerated this offseason because anything they wanted to do well we still have to see Kyrie to the net seems like the destination but whatever they wanted to put together, whether it was KD and AD or Kyrie, whatever combination, there's a good chance you'll get nothing and like it. Yeah. And, and in a really bizarre way, the injuries to KD and Clay probably enhances their return to the Warriors. In a weird way, it does. And I actually, all along on this pod, especially have been saying, I thought KD was going to stay. I know there's a lot of rumblings he was going to go. I think the odds of him staying are increased greatly. And I think that if they are going to do it, they should offer him the full-blown max. Don't even don't even shortchange him. Give the man a statue. Give him everything he wants. He laid his life on the line out there. He put his career his on the line. He gave his tendon. I mean, that's a very important tendon. And he went out there and he battled. He tried. He gave it a great effort. He hit big threes, three of them just didn't work out. So I guess if we're going to talk Dubs Dynasty Doomsday Clock, maybe it'd be interesting for me to take like the optimistic point of view and you to take the pessimistic point of view on the next season coming up. Why would we want to I think flip our normal personalities? <laughs> I think characteristically that fits us better. You think? Do you want to go first, <laughs> so, Mr. Pessimism? So, um, well, I can see a path to goodness. Okay. It's not going to be greatness, a path to goodness. But it all hinges, actually, on something that I did not know existed. Space Jam 2? <laughs> no, oh. sadly, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Starring Clay Thompson with LeBron James. It's funny, if you look at the cast, the number of free agents that LeBron has yes. managed to put in this movie. <laughs> He's constantly tampering. But he got AD out of it, so um, that was really... Um, more a manufactured thing. They botched the whole thing the Lakers did. Now they have $23 million to spend, and they have like 10 roster spots open. It'll be fun like, to watch. It's, it'll be, it will be interesting. But there's this thing called the injured player exception. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors, they're, they're capped out because of all the set. Look, Steph is making $40 million a year. 
I think they're going to give Clay the max, and I think he would be at thirty-eight million. Uh, Durant would be in that forty million range. So the luxury tax—I mean, we're talking like three hundred million dollar total payroll if you figure out all the tax money. If you sign everybody and sign Draymond the following year, you're looking at about three hundred and fifty million per year tying up those guys. That's for four dudes. Yeah. So that's going to blow you past any other payroll in sports. What is a beer going to cost at the Chase Center? Three hundred and fifty <laughs> million. It's going to say this is <laughs> this is for your luxury tax. It's because yes. they're going to put it on the beer. They're just going to put it right there. But the injured player exception allows you to replace, let's say, a Durant, and you get nine. I think it's nine point two, nine point three million dollars for that one year. But it comes with the caveat that you have to declare player X is going to be out for the entire season. So the question would be, if Durant is coming back, would he go for a scenario where you're ultra-cautious and ultra-conservative, given the blame that went down when he got hurt and they're lying, it's an Achilles, it was an Achilles all along, look at where they're putting the ice. Every... Avoid all of that and just say, can we agree that you are not going to play this upcoming season and give your body, give your your leg more than enough time to rehab and recover? And so if they do that, they would get the $9 million that they could spend on a quality player, Rudy Gay, um, or somebody like that. Plus, you would still have the mid-level exception, mm-hmm. which is 5.7. So you could start to put some decent pieces around Steph and Draymond. And let's say you're treading water for a while, okay? The, the, the tricky thing here is, like, Steve Kerr joked with the commissioner, Adam Silver, that can't we just take a sabbatical next year? And can we all go to Italy and drink wine and ride bicycles? I think they should take a sabbatical to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, well, and then they'd be well, fine. Yeah, they would be fine in the <laughs> East. But do you, you know, you like to use the term the go hards. Are you going to yes. be the go one of the go, are you going to be the go hard team that's trying to tread water long enough for Clay to come back from his ACL surgery? That's usually a 6 month to 9 month. Let's, let's say he's back around the All-Star break and you've got him for the last two and a half months of the season. Are you into making the push for let's try to get the 7 spot or try to get the 8 spot and make the playoffs? and catch lightning in a bottle because you would still have this this the team that we saw finish off the rockets then sweep the blazers in the western conference finals and you know obviously the thing with toronto didn't go well but they could they would be competitive with the elite teams in the league so i i don't know was that pessimistic it enough? wasn't but what why don't you look at it like this you mentioned this earlier but not in the show but earlier in the day when we were just chatting but there are eight playoff spots in the West, and there are teams that are improving. So where do the Warriors fit? Can they get one of those eight in their banged-up state? I think it's going to be hard because you have to figure that, without going down the whole list of teams, the Lakers are going to move up. Mm-hmm. But the Jazz just acquired Mike Conley, so they'll be they a better up. team to go with, with Donovan Mitchell there. You know, you got your, your OKCs, you got the Clippers, especially if they get Kawhi Leonard. The Warriors would be fighting in this weakened state for that bottom rung, if you assume the Lakers are really going to be, you know, that much better, just, you know, they play two on five. Kings are getting better. The Kings, you know, the Kings, I think they finished nine games out of the last spot. Once uh, Bagley got hurt in the last month of the season, they kind of, 
uh, went down the drain. But it's going to be a struggle for them with a weakened lineup. But but do you just say, okay, this it's our gap year. We're just going to chill. And the the problem with that is. Steph and Draymond are in the prime of their careers. Yeah. Do you want to just throw away one of Steph Curry's best? Se- I mean, he could do he could do a James Harden if he wanted to. He could put up for, MVP numbers this he'd year. He go for forty yeah. every night. I mean, maybe that would. You know, They're going to need him to. Well, that's true. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's true. Also, yeah, forty might not be enough. But do you want that? And to just run him into the ground. Uh, Draymond would have to look to score more. You don't know. They've got to get other pieces because they just couldn't score at the end of the season. But to me, I could see a scenario, since I'm Mr. Pessimist. Yeah, I was about to commend you. The pessimism is really oozing out of you right now. I know, but... It's pouring out. I could see a scenario where they're at least competitive and waiting for the cavalry to to come in. Mm -hmm. But... I'm not even sure. It's just, it's mind-blowing to me. We talked about the tax figures... And if you're if you're looking at uh, Joey Lightyear's, I got uh, some numbers on this. Joe, La- okay, uh, Joe, Joe Lacob saying, "Wait a second, I'm gonna pay <laughs> yeah, how, much? how much money to tank essentially to not win? We're gonna take a gap year when In the first year of our new arena, yeah, right? And I'm gonna pay <laughs> seventy no. to eighty million to two dudes who are not gonna play. Although uh, Clay will they come will back, they will pay them. Yeah, they they're, should, they're gonna they pay. Will. But how much money do I have to pay?" To not make the playoffs, and yes. we all agree we're not going for it. Is that what we're doing? No. Is that pessimistic enough? That is the peak pessimistic. Okay, get pouring right, that you, you numbers just and optimism. Go so on. I'll go numbers first, then okay. optimism. But you know, we mentioned earlier it would tie up about three hundred and fifty million in payroll to sign all these big all stars they have. It's going to cost them a grand total of $1.6 billion With a if B? they were to sign all four of these guys. But for not for one year. That's a four-year. For their whole contracts. Check this out. The Chase Center, $1.3 billion to build. So they wait, wait. They would be paying four guys more money than it costs yes, to build a whole new arena? it costs for the entire Chase Center. And that's funny because those are the guys oh, that wow. essentially built the Chase Center. With That's the way they played oh, and the like way that. they performed. So there is hope. The Warriors have already netted or planned to net $2 billion in profits right from the jump on this thing. All the concerts, shows, food, everything. They own and run this arena right, now. Right. They're not doling out any money to the city, the county, Oracle Arena, all these other vendors. This is their show. Right. So they plan to make $2 billion in profits, and that number is going to keep going up. But that's not an annual. No, but right, so that's an total. early net. So they are looking at that number rising too. So I think they can afford it. Oh, there's I no question. I think they can absolutely they, afford it. They could. Do you want to afford it? Is I really say the question. yes, and I don't know if I really want to go down the road. I'm sure it would be worth the nine something million dollars to just say, KD, we're taking care of you. You're out for the year period. We're taking the exemption. It would be worth the nine million alone and just the question Steve Kerr won't have to answer all year. When's KD coming back? When's he back? Where is he? What's up with him? When's he coming back? On the other hand, Achilles injuries can be a nine month recovery time. We still don't know what the recovery time we're looking at is. But if you could tread water in the West, get Clay back around the All Star break. Clay, Curry, and Draymond with whatever pieces you can cobble together plus Igadala, I think you're looking at a playoff team. And then if you can get in and then Kevin Durant's back, finals run. Boom. Well, they could be the eighth seed at that They're, point. But it will take but, everybody okay. out. Okay, all right. 
Let's fast There's forward. optimism. Let's fast forward to the nine-month recovery window that you're talking about for yes. Kevin Durant. And you and I, we're, we're here. It's nine months later. <laughs> and you and I are here. And what is the story going to be every single day? Kevin Durant is about to come back. Here's video of him walking. Is, Here's video of him. How's his gate? What's his gate look like? Where's dot, the ice pack? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> is it too soon? Is it too soon? Are we rushing him back? Are we rushing him back? When's he going to come back? Why isn't he back? Are we rushing him back? <laughs> we, but we need him. But we need him. To, Whose fault to is this? Get that eight spot. It, Oh, I don't even want to think it's about it. It's almost worth the nine million no. not to have that. I, right? I know, but that's that's what I'm saying. But if you can get him back, you could win the championship again you, in the first year of the Chase stop, Center. Please. You can do it. No, it's I, doable. I, it is. I, it is doable. But you're putting together a string. It's like you, we need planetary alignment yes. here to take place with all this. And I just don't know that as an organization they want to go through this again. I mean, you have so many stories that are out there that. Was the Achilles all the time? Was the kid? They, they were just, uh, they wouldn't say it because they didn't want to damage his free agency. They were all yeah. in on it. They, they cooked this whole thing but up to say, but a lot of that calf, was calf, noise. Calf. Episode 12 of this podcast, we diagnosed all that. We, we went through all the noise. We cut through it all. It was all nonsense. I, I know, but who cares what people think? As well, long as KD's happy, but, they, but as long as the team's happy, but they do, obviously. And if you're a uh, Dr. Rick Celebrini, you probably would like to keep <laughs> practicing medicine at some point that beyond dude needs this. an off season, right not. Now always answering questions about your credibility and do you even know what injury you're treating? And so I just don't know that they would be willing to go down that road yeah. again. Unless you'd have to have KD you know, like just sign off on that whole thing. Absolutely. Like, I I I just I don't even want to think about what that would be like. No, if he come he, back. Just imagine if any he, chance. If even if he just He'd want to come if back. If he twisted his ankle, we would be it would be Defcon one. We would immediately go. To, oh, this wouldn't have happened if he didn't get rushed back. Yeah. It, it, the, I are, just are like you, the option being open. Look at no. I, I and I think if KD can play, he's gonna want to play. He's not gonna want to sit out when he can play, if he can play. And that's a big if. So, all right, so this gets tricky because now I don't know how the rules work where you when you have to declare for this injured player exception. Yeah. So this would have to be something that would be before the season would be my guess. You yes, can't do it there's the problem, right? Because you're not going to know his recovery time until mid to late recovery. So, and we, hey, we don't even know if, if he's coming back. So whatever player he went to, in fact, this would work for the Knicks, even though they cleared well, out If he doesn't come back, that all is solved. Well, from the, <laughs> for yeah, the Warriors. I, but I'm talking about for the $9 million, yeah. if you want to get a player for that. But, you know, if he left... That they don't get the nine million, the 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 injured unless Clay were to sit out and Clay, Clay not going to sit out. No, 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 he'll be back. But Mid-way. I just wonder if you go to Durant in the summertime. Let's assume that he said, "Hey, I'm not doing any more of these one and ones. Not after this. I'm taking my five Take years the five. and give the max." So let's say you you came to him in July or August and said, "Hey, actually, you may not even be able to wait that long because all the free agents are going to be signed in mm-hmm. the next few weeks." You'd have to know whether you were going down that road early. Yeah. Now that now that we're talking through this, and I'm I'm not sure they're going to know that, but man, that would be hard if you were to present him a, a, a scenario. Okay, you're. Would you agree? No matter where we are in the standings, what the scenarios are, you are not gonna play. Are you cool with that? If he was cool with it, then you an, do it as I guess. an organization. I would say. <laughs> it's uh, a tough decision. I, and, Joe, and Joey Lightyears is going, 
But the How Chase Center. What am I paying we for? Need the finals. Well, think about it. You know, I mean, you're paying. You really have million to, dollars. You, okay, welcome to my new building, <laughs> and here's Jonas Jerebko oh, for your enjoyment. We're gonna add another layer of luxury suites, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though, I think that I, we saw something interesting this week. It was the California bet. Will a team from California win the NBA Finals? Versus the field. Versus so you the could field. take Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, or Kings versus the rest of the NBA. Yeah. I I love I not you like, like it. In that? I love that bet. Interesting. What's I don't know what the value is on well, that. Well you'd I have haven't... to be very confident then that it's gonna be either the Lakers or the Clippers. I think what, it was plus what, like two hundred something. Wait, wait. You said Lakers or Clippers. Well, you're saying the Warriors but aren't going to get there. You were Mr. Optimist. I think the Warriors are going to get there. So that, that would give I think you, they could. That would give you three chances at the prize yeah. versus especially, well, if Kawhi stays in Toronto, you're probably going to have to deal with the Raptors again. Yeah. If he goes to the Clippers. Well, then the Clippers' chances improve. Suddenly, I mean, the Clippers were, were pretty, as we saw in the first round of the playoffs, they were hard to take out. Mm -hmm. You add Kawhi Leonard to that oh, squad. Uh, okay, so I – and. I don't know who else is going to be on the Lakers beyond LeBron and AD. I don't know, even though Rob Polinka was able to engineer this deal, <laughs> if you look at the number of draft picks and draft swaps that New Orleans got in this thing, this is, I mean, you, you'd have to go, you know, this would be for the, for the YouTube crowd. I mean, it's a laundry list that just never, and you want what, and you want what, and you want what, and you want a pick swap, and it's just, it's never ending what they gave up. It's crazy because it makes it really hard to, to go forward and fill out the rest of your roster. But that's, that's where they are. Having said that, I, I like that bet, hmm. the California bet. Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. The we field should, is hard to pass up, but well, who 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 do you want? Who, I don't like know. who 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 else are you thinking would be their arch rivals? You, the Sixers? Are you think it's anybody yeah. in the East? The, the Celtics I mean, are almost. the Celtics are losing all of their players. Yeah, they're gone. Sixers. I mean, I guess it depends. Raptors, if Kawhi jumps to Bucks, the Clippers, then it changes everything. For Bucks, me. Uh, best team in the league last year. Yeah, I, I would the Raptors take. Took them out. I, I would take. The ca all California versus the Bucks. Let's do it. We're gonna talk a little uh, cryptocurrency later. We'll get you, the would crypto. You, would you put we'll your, get a load? How many biddies would you <laughs> we'll put, put all on the that Bitcoin bet? on that bet? All, all, no, yeah, all, we'll win. All my Libra. I'm putting we'll, my we'll Libra, Libra on. All right. So we'd mentioned it in the open, but the NBA Finals ended, and for us every year, the finals are on ABC. We get so entrenched in the finals and the day to day and the soap opera that the second it ends, we almost look up like. Ah, take a deep breath, and then we kind of like scan the landscape of Bay Area sports, <laughs> and we look up and we go, "Oh no! Oh my goodness! What is next?" <laughs> we have we have four giant TVs on the other just side behind of these, these cameras. beautiful cameras that you're watching on and YouTube. It's an array of baseball, much of it bad on a nightly basis, and and the NHL awards. Uh, so <laughs> so we're looking desperate. It's a little ugly right we're now. We're searching for content. Yeah. And that raised your question. What are you, Larry Beal, most excited about in Bay Area sports in this post-Warriors world we currently live in? It's not the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> um, I, I'm curious about the Giants just in terms of 
how they manage this whole Bumgarner situation. And Will Smith, as we tape, was 19 for 19 in saves, so that means he's going to get moved to somebody. But the A's are intriguing for what might be once they get healthy. And I just made a list of because this it actually drives me crazy when you have to watch a Giants game and they just can't get the ball out of the infield or like two or three runs. And then the A's score 16 runs on the TV next door. But I just made a list because we we touched on this uh, a few weeks ago of the young players that the A's have, all of whom are better than the Giants' best guy that they are hoping for. And it just it's mind-boggling how you could swing and miss as an organization so many times on developing position players, and mm-hmm. you keep trotting out. I mean, love Buster Posey for all he's done, and Brandon Belt much maligned, but it's... You look at the A's, and, well, Ramon Laureano was like a stud from the Just day he showed up. a total steal up. from Just, the Astros, yeah. too. Uh, Mark Hanna, Chad Pinder, okay? Uh, the, the new catcher, Bo Taylor, uh, Robbie Grossman, who you, you'd never even hear of the guy, Nick Martini, and in the wings, Franklin Barreto and Jorge Mateo, and that's not even talking any of the pitching that they have coming back from mm-hmm. injuries. It, the Giants would kill for any of these dudes. Yeah, and they have a stud catcher coming up, Sean Murphy, too. So the A's are loaded. And then you look at the pitching they have right now. I mean, they've cobbled together a rotation two years in a row, but Jesus Lazardo is knocking on the door in AAA right now. A.J. Puck's coming back. Jarrell Cotton kind of had a setback, but he's working his way back. And also Sean Manaya, who no-hit the Red Sox last year, is nearing rehab, too. So you have... You have a full rotation coming. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to. I wasn't deliberately leaving out Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. I didn't even count them. Oh, they're as, just too damn good. Yeah, no, they're exactly. They're, 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 they're obvious. They're, they're, they're yeah. <laughs> so obvious. I'm just talking about guys that you may not necessarily see or hear mm-hmm. every single day because the A's just have so many guys, mm. and the Giants have the opposite of that. And how yeah. you could – I mean, it's not like they were trying to be bad. They were trying to cobble it together and – rebuild it on the fly and just what you're talking about right now just started reminding me of the warriors what cobbling it together and trying to stay good oh i think it's a different scenario i'm not going there pessimism no 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 but you look at the giants what they should have done all along and you always heard me yelling about it is rebuild rebuild tear it down and rebuild and instead they tried and tried and tried to cobble it together and they threw away three to four seasons where they've been terrible with no help on the way the a's as annoying as it can be sometimes to see these trades, they tear it down, and they did rebuild, and that's where they stocked the farm, and that's why they're good now. Oh, they tear it down. They to tear the it studs, down, baby. But you look at certain trades they make, and it's like so funny. People are so bummed when Sean Doolittle gets traded, but would you rather have Trinan or Doolittle? Well, now obviously. Would you? And and I believe Jesus Lazardo was in that deal. So you look at like these moves, and they all make so much sense after the fact at the time they hurt, but right now. They're on the rise. So you're actually going to go with the A's. You're excited about the A's? No, 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 is that what, no, is that what I'm no, no. I was, I was basically just <laughs> you're pointing out my argument. I was, just, <laughs> I was, I was pointing out that the Giants <laughs> have done a poor job of restocking the yes, cupboard while yes, the they A's have. have been busy uh, shopping crazily online. Uh, but I was just going to go straight to Forty Niners, yeah, and, and leap over the summer since I'm going to go on vacation soon anyway, and uh, we'll come back and then I'll see Jimmy G mm-hmm. and and what the 49ers have in store. This is really, I mean, look, honeymoon over, guys. Yeah. For Shanahan and Lynch, 
you got to start winning some games. And I know they've had injuries, and we never even saw McKinnon last year because he got hurt before. No, and Jimmy G's the ACL. I, you can't blame him. You can't oh, blame no, Shanahan no, and no, Lynch. No, I'm not. No, but like, I'm just he, saying. They haven't had the results yet, but it's hard to, like, pin it down on him so far. Well, you know. You know, uh, look, injuries, as we've seen, yeah. happen in sports. You have to figure out a way to get it done. When you lose a franchise quarterback, it's almost impossible. But that's what I'm most looking forward to when you talk about the landscape of Bay Area sports. And the Raiders will be intriguing also if it really is their final year in Oakland. We may do that dance, and who knows where the construction really is with Vegas. It could be, be another crazy year. If they stay wow. another that'd be, year after that'd be this. honestly that'd be embarrassing. It's a long goodbye. That'd be embarrassing. It's a long kiss goodbye. But uh, uh, but 49ers or Raiders for you? If we skip over, I, I mean, obviously the answer I think is 49ers. You get Jimmy G really? back. You have some key players. Antonio Brown doesn't excite you. I was going to get to that though. I okay. really am excited and intrigued by Antonio Brown and car and i think that that it's going to be fun to watch i don't know if they're going to be like a playoff team but it'll be entertaining it'll certainly be entertaining well i was gruden spent nine years doing tv mike mayock was on tv forever so you have two tv guys with hard knocks coming i'm in. excited for hard knocks yeah i, mean, I love hard knocks and to have it be on a local franchise for us that's going to be killer to watch i actually think gruden is better on tv than he is coaching at this point. <laughs> yeah. That is my. Is that that would I be? I don't a hot, disagree with that you. That would be a hot That's take. That's not a I hot guess, take, we man. To, That's no. Like, I just think he's this probably one of the most overrated coaches in yeah. the history. Of I mean, we don't. I don't need there, to go through the no whole doubt thing about with it. you know Tampa Bay and inheriting yeah. a team, and they won the Super Bowl when they're playing the Raiders because he knew all their plays and all that. But he's entertaining, he man. Is, no, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be good drama. It's going to be good theater. It'll. Give us stuff to talk about, and that's fine with me. I think the Niners are probably the most exciting thing going. Uh, the Raiders will be entertaining. And just like last year when we had this exact same thing, we came off the championship parade for the Warriors. We looked up. We surveyed the landscape. We sighed and thought, oh, this is going to be miserable. And then the A's just so cool. out of nowhere went moon. And so I think the A's are exciting. I think it's going to be possibly a playoff run. We'll see. Get some guys back. They're over 500. they They're treading water right now but they finished strong so i think that will be entertaining this was roughly the same point a year ago mm -hmm. when the giants were a and A's were kind of in a similar malaise malaise and then <laughs> the giants continued malaising actually i don't know what when you go backwards from malaising uh yeah. none of these are real words by the way no um but <laughs> but the a's just took off like a rocket and uh the giants further submerged themselves and we had a bet on who would finish with a better record the a's or the giants and i won that in the landslide yeah. and this year i think i might win that one again although i gave you 15 games yeah so we'll see but it's i, I do good. i would agree but are you looking forward to more a's than niners or raiders Man, I'm a huge football fan. I love fantasy football. Antonio Brown, thank you very much for winning me all my money last year. And I offered him to Larry in a trade for Le'Veon Bell straight up. Larry said, no, Le'Veon Bell didn't play a single game. I, Antonio I said, Brown won me a championship. Le'Veon Bell's coming back. I get uh, Week 8, week 9, week 10. Anyways, my answer will be A's, although I'm very excited about the NFL and what it's going to bring for us. Now, speaking of the A's, we talked a lot about these upcoming prospects, pitchers, yes. arms coming out of the pen. The A's minor league affiliate, the Stockton Ports, had a really electric first pitch the other day. 
It was awesome. This, I heard this kid was bringing it. Bringing it. Crazy heat. So several months ago, my daughter Emerson, she's had a really rough run. She had spent about 53 days in the hospital. Um, she had heart surgery. She had some complications. She's all good now. Um, but she went back for two more weeks recently um, because she had some problems breathing and needed breathing support. Um, and so while we were stuck in there, the Stockton Ports reached out. A guy named Peter Fiorentino, awesome guy, reached out and offered to have Emerson come out and throw the first pitch because she was stuck in the hospital for her birthday. So they're like, let's just throw her a huge birthday bash in Stockton. We'll just have a great time for her. And we obviously accepted. It's crazy. So she's how old now? Two years old. Okay. And so two-year-old Emerson missed her birthday. She was stuck in Children's Hospital Oakland and healthy. She came out to Stockton last weekend ready to pitch. She got to say play ball. She got to throw out the first pitch. She was supposed to do a birthday race with the mascots. And so we were juiced. Now, knowing her being two and tiny and a very, very stubborn toddler, terrible twos is a real thing, as Wonder you well know. where she gets no idea. stubbornness No idea. Um, we practiced for weeks on her play ball because I was like, I think if I just keep trying to get her to say play ball on command, she'll just slay that and the crowd will love it. The first pitch I figured, hopeless right no chance i mean well she's two. she would throw underhanded yeah. i assume i didn't think it was going to work out so we set it all up it was a game against the san jose giants so it was like the battle of the bay a's giants cool. it was blake trine and bobblehead day which was really cool good crowd and so we went out there we get down on the field hot like 95 probably degrees blazing heat and <laughs> she gets down there she's terrified of the mascot splash we tried to tell her it was like Elmo, this big red guy. He's like, it's Elmo. Go say hi. Wouldn't wouldn't go anywhere near him. Ended up running laps around him, which was funny. Um, I talked to my buddy, Will McNeil. He's the guy you see in right field going crazy all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Awesome guy. Uh, he does PA work for the Stockton Port. So I asked him if they could find this song, Fireball by Pitbull, which is one of Emerson's favorite jams. They found an instrumental Fireball? version for her. Yes, I'll play it for you. Later. No, I know what it it's is. It's an incredible I know song. song. I just don't know what so it is. So she loves the song Fireball. Is listening to Fireball. She loves it. She loves it. So she's not drinking they, Fireball. No, they it's played it for her though. Put that in her bottle. She went, <laughs> she went marching out onto the field. She got the baseball. She's standing there, and she did this like two-handed shove throw, and it was awesome. It was incredible. She was just electric. Everyone loved it. Nice. So she comes back. And they're like, all right, it's time to do the play ball. Let's get the mic out. And we'd been gearing her up for weeks to say play ball. I mean, she was ready. She gets the mic in her face. They're like, all right, it's time to say it. Ready? And she goes, Wah! Oh, no. Just goes into her shell. Won't say it, right? So, like, in the spur of the moment, it's the funniest thing. It's on my Twitter account and Instagram account. You can see it. I say something like, uh-oh, we got to call somebody out of the bullpen. And right then, my my six-year-old daughter, Harper, jumps in and just goes, play ball! Oh, wow. And everyone just starts cheering, and it's so funny. And she just came in clutch, just right out of nowhere, right out of the bullpen, fires it out there. And then after that, we loaded her up with ice cream. It was time to race splash, and she's like, nah, I'm good, too hot, not doing it. So... It was a really, really successful day, though, for the Pratt family. Well, thank goodness for Harper... 
being so clutch, clutch. right? Super clutch. Why do you put so much pressure on your children? <laughs> I think that's really where we should go with the next portion of the podcast. Uh, it seems like helicopter dad it's here. Not, no, Is that what, you know, no. The two-year-old, you know, yeah, rehearsing. We'll rehearse play ball. We how many hours? How many hours did you force the child to say play ball? I locked her in her room until <laughs> no she, dinner she, until she, I hear play didn't ball, even speak young lady. Yet until she learned how to say her first words, play ball. No, I'm just kidding. What? No, no. <laughs> she's she's really well spoken for a two year old. No, that was not her first words. When you're stuck in the hospital as long as she was and not able to do a lot of things, I think she picked up a lot of verbal skills because she was kind of just trapped from a physical standpoint for so long. We'll get into the whole story of the saga that was Emerson's heart surgery another time. It's actually really sad and crazy, but she is awesome now. And the first pitch was great, and I cannot thank the Stockton Ports enough. It was really, really cool. We're going to have those memories forever. That that sounds like a, a great afternoon, with the exception of you trying to force your child <laughs> screaming at the top no of her way. lungs. No way. Harper came up clutch. She yeah, was yeah. ready for it. I think it's time for a question. Since Leonard is actually present and accounted for, for a change. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, he speaks. Guys. Yeah, I do. Okay. So uh, this weekend, Sonoma, you know, mm. NASCAR, big gearhead. I always watch all the races. So I'm. Are you serious? That. Yep. I am. A, I've been watching NASCAR since I was five. Wow. Dad has been into it. I've always been into it. I've been a gearhead forever, and uh, I'm actually going to get to go out there and do like kind of a lap out on Sonoma Raceway, which is going to be super fun. You're going to run that once. Yeah, with did your you? Feet? I did that once. Oh, my God. Yes. Is it amazing? It's pretty cool. Um, oh, the, this is a whole other story entirely. <laughs> but uh, there are these – you would probably know what they are. Formula Fords. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we went out there, and I don't know how many years this was. And the Formula Fords, I think they go like 75 miles an hour top, mm-hmm. top end. And there was probably like 10 of us, and you're going around the track. And immediately, I just want to get in and pass as many people as... And they're like, <laughs> do not pass. Do And because on that track, because of all the curves and the yeah. turns, it's it's complicated not that easy there's not that many places yeah we to... should say that like sonoma is a road course right. it's mm-hmm. not your normal like nascar turn left turn left turn left this is like left and right which is can throw some drivers off pretty quickly so i in the beginning i thought i didn't know we were like there was a limit i thought these cars are going to go 200 miles an hour this is crazy they're going to they're put us in these cars so it wasn't that so i went from i don't know that i want to do this because you don't know what could happen out there to let me go. Let me go. I, I got this. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be driving an Audi out there. So. Wow. Look at you. Anyways, since I, I've always been a person that has a need for speed, drove a 71 Monte Carlo for a long time where I would get up to 100 miles an hour in the country, never got a speeding ticket. But how about for you guys? Have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? What was the last one? And <laughs> how fast were you going? Oh, I do remember this vividly. Uh, actually, two of them, but this—it was a long time ago. You want it? You want to go first? Or you want me to? You go. You already started. You're good. Go for it. <laughs> yes. Don't 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 ruin your reputation now. Here's the first time I broke the law. <laughs> um, I got a ticky tack speeding ticket coming off of the Bay Bridge. This is probably five or six years ago. Um, that one wasn't a big thing. I wasn't even going that fast, but the guy was just waiting. He was lying in wait. Mm. Uh, the other one that was that I deserved was 
coming through the Caldecott Tunnel, and this again, this was many years ago, and I had a Jaguar at the time, which is just an invitation to get a ticket, um, and came through the Caldecott Tunnel uh, going towards San Francisco, and I was doing 88. Um, and the, I, I forgot what it was. It was probably, uh, there was some song that I was listening to. And Fireball like AC. by Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. No, he hadn't even, I know. We didn't even know who Pitbull <laughs> was then. Uh, it, it was like an ACDC yeah. kind of thing. And I just, and the guy, and I didn't even know that I was speeding. I was like, look at the, like, I, and he just Let's looked at me honest, like. Let's be honest, it was Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. No, it was not that. <laughs> no, not, I, don't, I don't rock with the, any Meatloaf anymore. Um. But that's that's what it was, and uh, I, I just kind of lost sense of where I was and what I was doing, and it was rocking out. And the, and the, those cars, it was, uh, well, you, you would know, it was an, an S-series Jag, and those cars can go so fast. And you so in even, other words, you had no choice but to go that fast. I, I, yeah, the car made me go. Uh, was the only, it was the respectable thing to do the for the vehicle. The car. Yeah, yeah, the vehicle's not used to riding slow. Uh, I actually got a speeding ticket. It was like two months ago. It was Whoa. really recently, Whoa. very recently. Um, I had left work. I was coming down the uh, was the grade, the 580, you know, when you go past Castro Valley. And uh, I was getting into Dublin. I was just cruising along, listening to a podcast. It was probably like 1230 at night. I wasn't listening to anything exciting like Larry and his meatloaf. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. I, I was honestly, I was probably going about 90 uh, when I got pulled over. And uh, in, in what? What speed zone? What, I mean, what was it was it? the was freeway. It was probably like oh, okay. 70, 65. I don't know. Okay. It's probably bad that I don't even know what I'm supposed to be going. But <laughs> um, there's nobody else on the freeway. It's 1230. Honestly, I just wanted to get home and go to bed. And so they pulled me over, and I obviously was super polite. They were really cool. And there's like, you know, where are you in a rush to? I was like, I just worked all night. I just want to go home and go to sleep, you know. And uh, you know, I talked to him for a little while, and Basically, they wrote me up a ticket, and they wrote it up saying I was going, uh, I think it was like 75. So they were nice They hooked to me up big nice time. I was like, I'm Larry Beal. You can't do <laughs> this to me. Yeah, that's With fan, authority. Fantastic. And they're like, all right, yeah, well, we'll take these on you. For the record, mine was a decade ago. <laughs> not, <laughs> mine was like. Not yesterday, like I Casey just, Pratt, I literally just got done paying for yeah, it. Yeah. It was so recent. Um, it, and racing, you know, I don't want to get into this whole thing, but my uncle was a um, drag racer. So he was really? one of the first to break the eight-second barrier. I think he was funny car i'm trying to remember um and when i was a really young kid i used to get to go out to the races watch him drag race and awesome awesome times he even let me help him judge a bikini contest one time and that was like for for young like eight-year-old casey that was like a life-changing experience <laughs> i became a man that day um and how, how did the, the big does every race have a bikini contest i don't know i haven't been to that, that many leonard might know but i know they had one that day and i got to help him judge it and it was cool not that you would look leonard but no uh, leonard leonard would never 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 never, never. Um, is that do they have a bikini contest uh, in conjunction with the races do they have that in sonoma I don't know if they have it at Sonoma. All right, well, you'll have, have to, it in some places. You'll have okay. to report back to us on that after this weekend. Um, and then I also did a lot of autocross racing in high school. Um, you do it at, like, the Coliseum where you're racing kind of road courses made out of cones. And um, we did it, uh, the BMW driving experience. My uh, friend growing up in high school, his dad was a BMW executive, so they invited us out, and we got to autocross in brand-new BMWs. And since I already had experience... It was really fun. I got to, like, the drivers would drive us through, then we would go. And I actually 
crushed it. I think I finished it's like less than a second slower than the race car driver. So it was crazy. That's when you started speeding. So that's when I started speeding. Age. I know how to drive really well because I'm trained in exactly. driving. You're trained. That's why when I you were speed. Eight years old. Yeah. Um, that's a great cool. question, Leonard. Now that we're all going to get in question. trouble but by I, our bosses. But I, I feel like we're learning so much about each other on this podcast. That's that the whole point of the show. No to be Leonard, honest, Leonard was. You oh, know, man. I forget that it's a sport a lot of the time. Racing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. We're sports I know guys. It's a sport, and I also know that people call it, you know racing sport but i don't think of it like that just because I, it's it's literally something i grew up with forever and i've met everyone from like uh jeff gordon to dale earnhardt jr dale earnhardt uh who else tony stewart oh lightning mcqueen met lightning mcqueen mater twice yeah but yeah those are some of my favorites good stuff yeah <laughs> News of the week. News of the week time. time. for news of the week. This is what we've been teasing the whole show. Now, this falls right in line with we're learning new things about each other all the time because for a while, you and I got swept up in the cryptocurrency (laughs) phase that uh, was sweeping the nation and the, the universe for a while. And the news is that, well, probably there's a lot of people that don't even know what cryptocurrency is it's basically well, digital internet money it's it's, it's, it's magical it. money yeah from nowhere invisible money it, it is digital currency and people probably have heard of bitcoin because mm-hmm. that's the the most popular out there but facebook announced that they are launching their own version of a, a cryptocurrency and it's called libra and already within 24 hours of their announcement there's a zillion people that want to shut it down before oh, yeah. they've even launched anything. So I'll describe basically what it is. If you're into cryptocurrency, well, let's start with what cryptocurrency is as a, as a digital form of, of payment. And its characteristics are that a Bitcoin is worth whatever you and I agree it's worth or what the universe agrees. There's no government involved. It's not tied to gold locked up in Fort Knox or anything like that. It's basically what we all agree upon. Mm-hmm. And so it is ungoverned money. Decentralized. Decentralized. Unhackable. Completely traceable, though, on a ledger. Theoretically. but And, it's, and every transaction is on a public ledger that is kept by a bevy of computers and servers that are all over the world tied together and so the second a transaction is done it goes on the computers and you can't get it to go away when you have thousands of computers involved because it's going to be there anyway so this libra idea is something that facebook has been cooking up for a while and the more i read about it my first reaction was oh, this is kind of cool. You need a big company and one that everybody is going to recognize worldwide because cryptocurrency is still sort of in the shadows. It's murky. People don't understand it's it. It's a fringe thing it's, it's still, It's like I'd I'm going to give you a dollar that you can't see and, uh, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to transfer it to you. And anyhow, so I thought, okay, this is going to legitimize the whole thing. And then I started reading more and more about the structure of this this is not like a cryptocurrency at all. This is like PayPal. <laughs> it basically is. In fact, PayPal is one of their partners <laughs> in this. Uh, it's PayPal and Visa and MasterCard and Uber and eBay and Spotify and a bunch of VC firms and Coinbase, mm-hmm. which, which is, is where you can buy Bitcoin. Where you can trade uh, and buy Bitcoin. 
there's a total of 29 companies and they're all huge yeah. companies and i you know i think that will help give it legitimacy but but it's not ungoverned by any means in fact it's tied to other forms of currency like the us dollar like the euro so it's not really what it purports to be as i read it yeah it seems highly centralized it seems like it might be another Facebook play on your your data and your information, and now they're coming after your financials. And it's amazing how quickly the governing bodies pounced on this. The second the news came out, we're talking about all these different regulatory agencies in all kinds of different countries that are already ready to pounce on this thing. The thing for me that I find hilarious is Mark Zuckerberg got sued and the Winklevoss twins sued him because they said that Facebook was stolen from them. They won $46 million in this lawsuit, hmm. which tells you a lot about how legitimate their claims were. The Winklevoss twins then got into cryptocurrency and legitimizing it and, and making it what it is today. They had a big part of it. They have an exchange. Get this. Do you know what their exchange is called? Well, I do know, but go tell, ahead. Tell go everybody. Ahead. What? It's, it's Gemini. Gemini, right? Right. Is that an astrological sign? It's a lot. Isn't Libra? Uh, isn't Libra an astro? <laughs> so wait. They just did Zuckerberg just steal the Winklevoss stuff again? Well, they, no. I mean, he didn't call it Gemini. He's creating his <laughs> own cryptocurrency. It's named after an astrological sign, just like the Winklevise crypto exchange. What is, come on, Zuck. Come up with your own stuff for once. I just like that you call the Wink. How else would you say it? <laughs> the Winklevoss is Winklevoss. The Winklevoss like twins like are the Winklevoss. Like, like one octopus is an octopus, but if you have two, you have octopi. Now they're the Winklevi. <laughs> they're the Winklevi. So anyways, my takeaway on Libra is maybe it will be a way for the masses to learn and dabble in digital currency. I think it'll be good for Bitcoin because more people will get familiar with it. It might be an on-ramp. Think of Libra as a payment processor. Think of Bitcoin as a store of value like gold. And come on, Zuck, come up with your own ideas, man. I'm wondering, That's my I'm wondering if it ever even gets off the ground because there's so many regulatory bodies that already are like, no, no. And I think one of the things that we talked about is because it's Facebook. And Facebook, by the way, has 2.4 billion users on its platform. Yeah because of all the problems that they've had with privacy and sharing your data oh, yeah. with others without your knowledge, if it was anybody other than Facebook, I think it would have a much better chance of succeeding. If it was Amazon, eBay's involved. I was going to say eBay or Google or somebody. I mean, even Apple, a lot of people are against them because of their size and the influence but they Apple have. Apple has Apple Pay, which you and I could send money to right. each other or transact or make purchases using. So I just don't that. know that Facebook is the right company to be at the forefront of this because there's there's so many questions about I agree, hundred uh, percent them taking your data and abusing it and now giving them access to your financial data. Now they say, look, no, we're not going to do that. I, uh, we're, 
Okay, yeah. yeah. We've been down that road before. But the interesting thing that people don't necessarily understand, because if you have credit cards and you have money, you say, what, why, do I, why do I need crypto? What is this crypto stuff? Uh, there's around the world 1.7 billion people who are, quote unquote, unbanked. Mm. They do not have 1.7 billion. That's a lot. There's only, what, only 7 people, yeah. billion people on the planet. So that's a lot like a, of people. Over a seventh of them are unbanked. That's good math that's by good you. Math right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so the benefit of this, and if you've ever tried to transfer money internationally, you get gouged. Oh, yeah, completely. Or, you know, I mean, my daughter's doing a study abroad program in Australia, and to try to transfer her X number of dollars, the hoops that you have to jump through unless you have an account with a bank that also does business in Australia. So this would make, you could transfer money instant, almost instantaneously, country to country, and it breaks down all the barriers. With minimal fees. With me, yeah, there's a little bit that you have to pay, but the transactions theoretically would go through super fast. Now, the way they have this set up, at least what they say is, they would be able to do a thousand transactions per second. Bitcoin is, seven transactions per second so they need to i mean that's been an issue for a while they need to speed up because if you're going to have mass adoption you can't ever ever yeah. waiting for oh i want to pay for my lunch but i'm waiting on my trends i'm waiting for my bitcoin miner to get <laughs> yeah. going here so we'll see but if you're facebook and you're doing this think of of all of the products and services you could put on your site for purchase. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I, I can't even calculate how much that would be worth. It's, but, but it's safe to say billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So we'll see. And again, there's 29 companies involved in this consortium and they're all trying it's to push It's just too bad Libra. one of them is Facebook. Well, one of them could be Facebook. I don't know that they should be the leading yeah. proponent of, of this technology. You know what company is involved in that list of companies that you mentioned that are a part of this Libra ecosystem? Spotify. Yeah, I don't know why Spotify. Boy, is, you're going to pay for your music with Bitcoin? Or with this a, podcast. Oh, we that, have big news. They should be advertising. We are now on Spotify. Leonard sent me a text as soon as the... The uh, account went through. We are up on Spotify now for your listening pleasures, which is huge news. Is that, is that a big it's deal? It's a big marketplace. You, I can was... use, you can use all your Libra cryptos to... Uh, no, we're free. You don't have to. I mean, if you want to send us a tip, that's fine. We'll they take it. We'll we take will your accept your Bitcoin. We'll take we Bitcoin. Will, no, I don't want Libra. I want Bitcoin, yeah, I want uh, Bitcoin. until Libra gets started. No Libra for me. But that is huge news. We are on Spotify. We're also on iTunes. We're also on Google Play. We are also on SoundCloud. These are all for your listening pleasure. And if you want to watch the podcast, it's also a video podcast. YouTube. That explains these cameras. Yeah, there's a lot of cameras in this room, all for the YouTube. So please watch the YouTube. If you only listen, you should check out the YouTube because we do a lot of dumb stuff on camera. Man, that was a crazy podcast. That's it. And uh, well, you told everybody we're and we're still... We got to get the giveaway going. Well, now that the finals are over, we can finish. We can actually we can actually finalize our legal situation. Everything's tied up. Everything's tied up. Imagine the legal on Libra. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> There's a the lot of lawyers making of a lot of Libra coins. Are you kidding me? A lot of Libra coins. You know, the other thing that's amazing about this, 
is you have 29 companies. I, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Uber, eBay, Spotify, uh, Coinbase. They kept it a secret. How did they keep it a secret? You can't keep anything a secret nowadays. They, yeah. That might be the most impressive thing of the whole project. Or the most spooky and scary. Ominous, maybe, even. Oh, yeah. You're Facebook. just dark. It's, it's part of... Stealing our data. Your negative, pessimistic attitude. Unless it comes to the Warriors, then I'm very positive. Okay. All right. Before we go, don't forget to subscribe, comment, rate, tweet us, at ABC 7 at ABC 7 Leave us your comments, and we may address them on the show. Bitcoin, I'm out. Aloha.